Welcome, Welcome to the Bacon Game Sports Box. Your source for the latest on baseball, football, and whatever else he feels like talking about. Get ready. Here is your host, Jesse. Hey guys, welcome back to the pod. Um, we're back to our regularly scheduled programming, and um, I've got a guest for the first time, I think, in like two weeks. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? My name's Nick. Um, I'm with P2W Fantasy. Uh, just got to reach out from you guys to uh, link up for the pod. Um, just, a, just a little bit briefly about P2W Fantasy. Um, mainly, we, uh, we run through Twitter, and we have our own website, uh, play to win fantasy.wordpress.com. Uh, once we have the funding, we'll, we'll get rid of the, uh, the WordPress part, but, um, yeah, uh, we started up in March, um, of this year, as far as just, uh, pushing our brand out, it's myself and my brother is also a contributor. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me on and, uh, been looking forward to this. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it'll be a good time. This is the first time I think actually I've addressed like fantasy football directly on on the podcast, so that should be that should be pretty fun. I started like at the beginning of this year, like I think the first podcast that I put out was like December twenty second or some shit like that, like last year. Yeah. So it's the first yeah. time we're getting into like the real <laughs> fantasy football stuff. But yeah, okay. Um, so the first thing I had prepared is um, which players do you think benefited the most from like an off season team change, and and I mean that in like a way like you know if some offensive linemen got like moved around like do you think that like helps people or so because that's how i kind of interpreted it but you know if we we're just talking about regular people that shame teams that's fine too sure sure so um i had uh i wrote down three guys did you want me um to just go through all three did you want to switch back and forth how do you want to do that yeah i mean you just tell them and then we'll talk about it and yeah what it works so, sounds good sounds good so uh i started the list and had a longer you know um amount of guys uh written down but um, just narrowed it down to three. Uh, I'm sure there's some other guys that benefited more than I wrote down. Uh, per- first one um, that I thought about was uh, this guy didn't move teams, but he had some pieces move on his team. And uh, it was Jack Doyle, um, tight end for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Colts. And uh, I know Jack Doyle's not like a super sexy tight end that you know everybody's running to, to draft, but I think with the departure of Eric Ebron, who took away some touches from from Jack Doyle when he was actually healthy. Uh, Ebron went to the Steelers. Uh, that move, along with Phillip Rivers coming in, I think that actually benefits Jack Doyle immensely. Just because, uh, looking back at Phillip Rivers, he's had this history of linking up with tight ends. He had Antonio Gates, uh, Hunter Henry. And if you look at the numbers that you know those guys had for targets, he really likes his tight end. So I think for Jack Doyle, I think he can definitely climb the ladder as far as the tight end rankings. Um, even looking at last year, Hunter Henry had 76 targets in, in 12 games, I think it was. So that's like a little bit over six targets a game. So he obviously likes his tight end. So losing um, the competition with Ebron, gaining a, a tight end happy quarterback, I think that was very beneficial for, for Doyle. Yeah, I, I get that for sure. That that seems like a, a a pretty good one for sure. I remember like I think streaming like Doyle a few times whenever Ebron was hurt and stuff like that. And he he's a pretty good option. I remember what he was also. I mean, whenever Andrew Luck was there, he was like they had two tight ends that could do that could do a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. So he he seems like he he's you know semi proven or whatever in, in like a way, right? Whenever yep. he gets yep. the chance. So yeah, I, I feel that for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, moving along, next next guy I had uh, was a guy that was really getting written off uh, this past season. Um, there were some videos of him during the games where he looked like he was kind of banged up and going through something, and then he had another running back come to his team and take away tons of touches for him when he actually was healthy, and that's uh, as David Johnson. Um, his move to the Texans, I think, was huge for him. Um, I don't know what sort of career he was going to have continuing on with the uh, the Cardinals with Kenyon Drake coming in and pretty much stealing uh, the majority of the you know his touches. And uh, the Texans actually were a team that I thought of for like a great landing spot for a running back. I didn't know if they were going to try to draft um, a rookie running back or, or make a move. And I think David Johnson has a chance to kind of redeem himself and, you know, go back to being very fantasy relevant. Um, saw a video of him recently. I know we, we don't want to overhype, you know, workout videos, uh, <laughs> but he actually looked like he was running good. He had the parachute going, I think. And um, he, I, I'm sure he's got a chip on his shoulder and the Texans were a good spot to be a running back for uh, Car- Carlos Hyde, you know, had 245 attempts for just over a thousand yards. And we don't look at him as, you know, this amazing running back he's you know he does the job he's defendable but I think the Texans are a good spot for for David Johnson yeah I actually I had him I had him down as well yeah it seems it seems like I mean this is a really good spot for him he was getting kind of pushed out especially when Drake ended up going you know to uh to Arizona I mean I think he was kind of done right anyway but he also yeah. looked really bad last year too I mean just like on film right like he was yeah I, I'm hoping what you say is right though yeah like a new team you know like guys like Mariota and Winston you know changing teams hopefully they you know, get it together. Uh, we've, we've seen that happen before with, with players. I can't think of, God, anything directly off the top of my head, but I, I know stuff like this happens. And I think it could happen with David Johnson. I mean, he was, you know, like a top pick before he got hurt. And then, he, you know, coming back, we thought maybe. And I mean, after his first year, he was like a dynasty top, you know, five guys. So th- there was yeah. talent there. I mean, everyone believed that for sure. So I'm, um, I mean, I'm hopeful that uh, that he'll be better. It's still a good offense, I think, because I think the Texas defense is really bad. So I, I, I would probably agree that that seems to be, um, a, a player that benefits for sure the most. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of competition, right? They didn't bring back Hyde. They didn't really add anyone in the offseason unless I'm yeah. crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a good one for sure. All right, last one I had um, just written down. Uh, I'm a fan of his. He's my court, my quarterback in, in two dynasty leagues. Uh, but I think Josh Allen was a big beneficiary, uh, especially with the Diggs, um, the Diggs arrival. Uh you know, John Brown finished the season wide receiver 21 and had some very, very big games, which uh, surprised a lot of people. So I think with Diggs going there, I know Josh Allen takes some knocks for uh, some lack of accuracy at times. Um, but I think having an, like an actual elite wide receiver that we're excited about benefits Josh Allen. Again, John Brown did a good job. Cole, Cole Beasley is very dependable. But again, those are two guys that you know, if that's your quarterback, you're not like super excited about um, him performing and making those huge plays, even though we saw some with John Brown. They also also added another running back um, to their uh, cavalry. I mean, I mean, Zach Moss, if he's healthy, uh, I think he's going to get some some good touches. You, we saw what Frank Gore uh, did for that offense and, and stepped in, even though Singletary was the hot commodity. Uh, so I think even just adding another weapon for the offense still kind of benefits the quarterback. But yeah, the, uh, I'm loving the Diggs uh, signing, and I think it helps Josh Allen if he can 
get linked up with him, improve the accuracy, and uh, be consistent in the passing game, then um, the sky's the limit for him, especially coming off that, I think it was QB6 season or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you think he's a good quarterback, though, just just generally like the talent that he has? Uh, for, for me, my, me and my brother kind of go back and forth about it. He's a, he's a Sam Darnold truther based on his talent. <laughs> uh, as far as being a passer, do I think he's a phenomenal passer? Maybe not, but he is a guy in fantasy that stacks up points and, and gets you the, the running yards and, and will get you some touchdowns, both passing and, and running. So I don't know if I want to comment on his, you know, <laughs> passing ability, but right. uh, I'm rolling with him, so. Yeah, okay, I got that for sure. His legs seem to, you know, propel him to that that six overall spot last year for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm 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 concerned as a general passer, but I mean the team is good enough around him. I think the offensive line's pretty good as well, and you know, add, adding and digs your right definitely benefits him for sure. Um, I'm I am concerned though about his <laughs> about his abilities as a quarterback generally. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, that, I that's my one like yep. pushback on that. But but I mean for sure he definitely benefited that. That's that's for sure a thing. Um, cool. All right, so you you just had three right. Yeah, just, yeah okay. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. All right, so which players do you think lost out like the most from this uh from this off season? Well, uh, I had I had this tight end um this past season on one of my dynasty teams, and uh, I really liked him the year before too. So that was a reason I was drafting him in other leagues. Uh, but I really don't like the Austin Hooper landing spot um over at Cleveland. Uh. This past season, the amount of targets he had in, in, in the 13 games he played, I think he wrote down 97 with the Falcons. Um, weeks one through eight, Austin Hooper, uh, before the bye, was tight end one. So having him as a fantasy owner was was very special for, for people, and it, it paid off. But going to Cleveland, I, I know they, they have a lot of uh, weapons that can maybe supplement him, you know, gaining some space on the field and some looks. That's one thing, but when you're competing for targets with not only Jarvis Landry and uh, OBJ, but also they're still in Joku there. Uh, Harrison Bryant, rookie tight end coming in. I was actually a fan of his before. And then Hunt's got to eat up some some of the pass game. I think there's just too much going on in the offense for him to to get back to that, you know, weeks going on as tight end one. So I wasn't super happy about that landing spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I probably agree with that. Um, yeah, I yeah I don't I didn't I didn't think too much uh, to be honest about him. I I knew he like moved. I think it's a good offense though. Not that he was in a bad offense before. It's it's yeah. pretty tough. I feel like I'm I'm more partial to to it as a lateral move, but I, I don't trust guys going to like new systems who haven't like exactly been you know star studded on their own. Like he seemed to be a beneficiary of a lot of targets, right, and a lot of. Um, you know, like that offense. And I'm not sure if it's going to translate directly to Cleveland when they all have like a bunch of weapons already. So we'll, yeah. we'll see for sure. Uh, ne- next one I had. Um, so I-, I think I have two more and-, and the third one's just very brief, but uh, the second one here, I just got Philip Lindsay back to back thousand plus rushing yard seasons. Um, I think both seasons, he had the exact amount of catches I wrote down, unless I read something wrong, it said 35 catches, which um it's funny to be uh, consistent on the dot two years in a row. But uh, with Melvin Gordon coming in, a lot of people are fading Philip Lindsay, and I actually would disagree with that because I still think he's going to be involved in the offense. We saw how Eckler can be effective with the Chargers, even though I think Eckler's a more talented player than Philip Lindsay. 
Um, I still think that he can be involved, whether it's like change of pace or the passing game, maybe because he is explosive and he's got good hands. But yeah, Melvin Gordon coming in, he's going to take the the majority of the the rushing attempts. So even if it is running back by committee by some chance, um, he's definitely losing out, missing on those touches. Yeah, I feel that. I um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to disagree when you're bringing when you're bringing a guy like Melvin Gordon. I I hope the idea. Um, that they're doing in Denver is to just like, because Lindsey's what, he's he's a small guy. He's 5'8", 190 pounds. So he's not exactly like a huge running back, right? I feel like this is, this is like you were saying with like the Eckler situation when, um, I was going to say San Diego, but when, um, when, uh, when I'm sorry, uh, Melvin Gordon was in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, I, I feel like it could be a similar situation. Like they need to get, they can't have Philip Lindsay being hit like over like 300 times like a year, right? Or else he's going to fall apart, I think is the yeah. idea. Hopefully. So I still think, right, he'll be involved for sure. At a limited capacity, definitely. So I'm not completely fading him. Um, Royce Freeman, I think, still there, too. Um, yeah. who, I, who, you know, he's gotten his touches from time to time. Like, we, we can't, you know, skirt around that as much. But, yeah, um, I, I think he's definitely a loser. But I, I would also agree I'm not fading. Because he's just a talented running back. Like, there's there's no way around it. He, he's, yeah. for the past two, I think he's, what, this is his third year going in. Or is this, yeah, it's his third year in the league, right? Yeah, so it'll be his third yep. year. So yep. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty excited about him still, but yeah, not in a way that I would be if there was no one else there, <laughs> for yeah, sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's, yeah, a, it's a good one for sure. Yeah, you could definitely say guys are losing out, but also you're not, you know, completely fading them. So that, that definitely is a good point there. Yeah, um, I mean, the Broncos, I think, have a like are going to have a really good defense if they're able to stay healthy. So I, I think that lends itself to a team that's going to run the ball more. I, I would think because I think the defense is lights out, and I think yeah. that people are underestimating that fact too. So. Yep, I agree. Uh, last guy, I was just going to throw it on there just because I am from Chicago. And, uh, well, I'm from a suburb of Chicago, but I'm a Chicago fan. Uh, just just Mitch Trubisky owners, if, if you were still hanging on to him, potentially <laughs> climbing some sort of ladder in relevancy. But uh, being a Chicago fan myself, I'm pretty much over Mitch. And the fact that they brought in anybody at this time, I know Nick Foles wasn't like, again, the super sexy quarterback that you know we we were waiting for or you know there was rumors of cam and rumors of of this guy and that guy so Nick Foles wasn't what we predicted but I think he's a better passer by far than Mitch Trubisky Mitch, Mitch is good on the run um it can get yards like that uh but yeah I think I think if you're an owner of him especially in super flex leagues Nick Foles coming in, I think, takes the job, in, in my opinion, even though some say it's going to be a, a, a more more of a battle, I guess. Yeah, um, so my, my dad's a Bears fan. Um, I'm oh, okay. a Jaguars fan, actually. So right. I, I have some firsthand experience with Nick Foles. Uh, yeah. The little bit that we had last year, the four games that he lost, every yeah. single one of those games was, was pretty yeah. bad. Um, he, he's pretty milk toast, But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I it's, it's hard to disagree. I think Foles probably takes the job for now. I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't think I'm out on Mitch. I mean, are you completely out on him? Like, like as a quarterback or, I mean, you know, not even as a Bears fan, like, you know, they're not, they're probably won't sign to like a big deal unless something extraordinary happens this year, I would assume. Right. So, I mean, are you out of him as like a talent though, completely? Well, he, I mean, they didn't pick up his, his option. Right. Um, I, I had faith in him going into this, this season uh, that he can pick up some of his game. I just think that he's given way too many opportunities and you can blame. I think the offensive line was pretty trash um, mm -hmm. this past year. The run game wasn't utilized enough, but even when it was utilized, it wasn't that special. Uh, they do have some decent wide receivers and I think they address the tight end position to a degree, but 
I don't know. I, I really personally just don't have uh, uh, trust in Mitch, and I, I think it's just my bias of being a uh, disappointed Bears fan. So we can I got you. I got you for sure. I mean, they have like nine starting tenants now, right? So they'll, they'll yeah, fix that like Trey Burton investment, like right? Yeah, Trey Burton yeah. investment. That's uh, that's what they're fixing, right? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, Jimmy Graham, that deal, man. I I can't imagine that that looks good for you, right? No, but you know what? The one thing I will say though, as a Bears fan, for mm-hmm. uh, for once, they picked up, in my opinion, the best player in a position in a draft. We can sure. go back and look at yeah. the quarterbacks, you know, with Mitch and Lam- uh, not Lamar. I'm sorry, Mitch and uh, Watson and Mahomes. But for once, they went and they addressed a position and took the best player in Cole Komet, in my opinion, and uh, hopefully that pans out somewhere down mm-hmm. the road. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that, that's fair, definitely. Um, yeah, okay. All right, let's move on to the next next thing I had. All so right. I think this is uh, this is going to be a pretty divisive or pretty talked about question going into this year. Um, is Lamar Jackson worth a first round pick? And like maybe we could talk about maybe more like if he's like an early first rounder or like a late first rounder if we if we come to an agreement. Okay. Um, so are we are we saying uh, in one quarterback leagues for this or super flex or what? What do you think? Um, I mean, I feel like super flex, like quarterbacks go in the first round anyway, right? So I feel like, yeah, just like a one quarterback league. Yeah. All right. Got it. Got it. Uh, so just looking at, looking at numbers from this past year, uh, I think I wrote 421.68, uh, first place, uh, quarterback of the year. Dak came in second with 348. He nearly like topped. The second quarterback, I know Mahomes was out, so you can factor in what he could have done, but he was almost 100 points above, um, in some leagues, uh, above the mm-hmm. second quarterback. And, and and looking at a guy who's sixth in the league this past year for rushing yards, so that's out of any sort of player, um, other quarterbacks, running backs included. Mm-hmm. I think having that stat um, with the 36 touchdowns he threw, I I, I would say yes, that he he could be a first first. Uh, first round draft pick I would say later on I have a little bit of a bias I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan and uh you know I came off a championship uh season in a super flex league where I drafted him <laughs> pretty late um but I, I think even if the the rushing regresses being sixth overall in the league if he regresses to 12th overall in the league the fantasy points associated with that is just crazy and and I know a lot of people are knocking the the passing yardage that, you know, comes with him. But again, he led the league with touchdown throws. I mean, Winston threw the ball probably 6,000 times this past year, but he still had more uh, touchdowns than than he did. So I think if you factor in the amount of points you get for rushing and the amount of points you can get for being a league leader or potential league leader, again, in in touchdown throws, I think it might be hard to pass in them. I mean, some are going to take Mahomes before him, uh, regardless of when that is, but I just think it's hard to pass on him if you're maybe in, I don't know, the, the 10 or if you're in a, you know, the 9-10 spot or maybe even if it's a 12-man league, just 10 to 12 spot. I I mean, if he's there, maybe that's your draft strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I think the best way to do this is, is and, and I looked at it in a similar way you did, like comparing Lamar to other other quarterbacks who scored, you know, the second most tackles. Like I, I'm looking at uh, NFL.com just as like as my point of reference. It's like 77 points lower. Um, I think, I think the best way we, we, or the reason why quarterbacks, you know, we don't draft them as highly is because they're pretty, like, they're pretty, like, you can get quarterback number six and they could be very similar to quarterback number five, right? Like, that's the way that we normally judge it, right? 
Um, and, and Lamar does seem to be like a pretty big outlier because of the rushing yards, for sure. We, we all know that, you know, rushing yards are way more important, especially rushing touchdowns and all that stuff, for sure. Um, so like Lamar was 77 above the next guy. But I mean, Christian McCaffrey was also, you know, like 100 and something above the next guy. Um, if, if we look at like the top five compared to running backs and, um, and quarterbacks, I see like an 170 point difference between Christian McCaffrey, the top running back to number five, Derrick Henry, the, the fifth overall quarterback. I see mm-hmm. a similar thing for quarterback too, for Lamar. Um, it, it's, it's definitely, I think it's like 40 or 30 points less, but it, it is a significant, significant disparity for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if we look at wide receiver, it looks to be a similar thing. If we look at tight end, it's it's definitely more bunched up for tight end, but um, but wide receiver, running back, and quarterback, it seems like Lamar has a way higher, you know, um, um standard at least. He's got, uh, if I'm just looking at it now to, to re, you know, re-give some numbers, it's 415 points in, in fantasy for Lamar, 337 for Dak, 328 for Russell, Deshaun is 320, Josh Allen was 288, and then Patrick Mahomes was 287. I mean, Mahomes, you know, he was injured, whatever. And then yeah. McCaffrey is 471. Then Aaron Jones was 314, then Ezekiel Elliott was 311, then Eckler was 309, Derrick Henry was two, two, uh, 294. So, I mean, like, it gets, you know, it's it, it's pretty tight, but I think the best way to look at it is if, you know, a guy has so much more points than the next guy, he, he's worth taking pretty highly. Because, you know, when we go against guys, we're just comparing, you know, you know your guy to his guy, so it's you want to have the best, not the most points scored generally, but just the most points scored compared to your, your opponent, right? So I, I, I feel like it makes sense. But the thing I have to say is I'm pretty sure if I were to look back and I'm, you know, I'm just doing this like casually now, the, the top quarterback uh, doesn't like ever seem to come back to that. And Lamar like, doesn't seem to ever repeat all the time. But Lamar is different. You know, he's built in a system where he runs the ball. That seems to be way more uh, of a thing that like keeps up rather than, you know, just a passing quarterback who was like 5,000 yards one, one year and then, you know, regressed yeah. like 450 and stuff like that. So I'm, it's tough for me to, to take him. With that, I think I'm gonna let other guys do it, but I think a late first round pick, it's not, it's not the worst for me. I, I have a hard time taking quarterbacks ever, especially because I, I, I think you can just, I'll just wait until I get the tenth quarterback, and then he won't be like nearly as far away as like the fifth quarterback if sure. I took like, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. I, I think yeah, personally I do that, but when yeah. I rank it, like I'm, I'm definitely putting Lamar above Mahomes. Like there, it is even a question to me. Um, I, I don't think they, I don't think they should go anywhere near each other, to be honest. Um, unless it's like a super flex league and like, you know, like yeah. we said before, like you need quarterbacks and stuff. So yeah, yeah I mean yeah. that, that's just, you know, my thoughts on it. I mean, there seems to be like more rushing quarterbacks, you know, in the league than, than there were possibly in the past, you know, like with Josh Allen and, and Murray. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like the young guys, there's a lot of young quarterbacks, you know, replacing the old guard and they, they tend to be more mobile. Right. So maybe yeah. we'll see a dis- yeah. less of a disparity. I don't know. I think I think the one of the differences, and I, I think you kind of touched on it too about the system. But man, is that Raven system just just mm-hmm. uh, yeah. circulated yeah. around Lamar Jackson? Like like we said earlier with Josh Allen being being you know big big on his legs and things like that. You know, I I don't know if the, the offense is completely focused on you know making Josh Allen successful. They they include other pieces. They they uh, get Singletary involved. They had Frank Gore involved. They. Uh, go deep, do this and that, but that whole offense seems to just be circulated around making Lamar Jackson successful, and he does the right things. And and yeah, I uh, I agree on a lot of your points you made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I think that's right. That's a good way to look at it for sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move on to the next one. What I have. All right. So, oh, do you think any of like the new starting quarterbacks um are going to be any of the new guys who are like new starters i think i hope i listed out like teddy stenum burrow drew lock haskins guys like tua um do you think yeah. any of those guys will be fantasy relevant uh so 
one one guy just touching briefly on, but uh, one guy I uh, I picked up because we have small rosters in one of my dynasty. I pick, I picked him up. I, no, I think it was a trade actually. Um, Teddy Bridgewater. I I had the this this in this vision of him being you know this very good fantasy quarterback because um, you know he showed some flashes with with uh, with the Saints. I thought in my head, but then I actually looked and in the weeks he. He was with the Saints this past season, I think weeks two through seven. Um, I wrote down he was QB 20 over over that span. I usually use uh, fantasy pros to uh, get that data, but he has so many weapons. He's got Christian McCaffrey. He's got, you know, the Anderson, um, one of my favorite players, DJ Moore, uh, Curtis Samuel, um, and a young tight end. But I just think he's, he's a big-time game manager, and uh, I don't think he's – he doesn't rush the ball much, and I I don't know. I think I think they're really just going to be a he's going to be more of a game managing quarterback. So I kind of he was one I thought about, but one I'm not going to uh, add. I'm not sure if you agree or disagree with that. Um, yeah, I think I think he definitely falls towards the end of uh of quarterbacks for me. Um, I think he's in a a, a way better, or at least for fantasy, he's in like a way better system because the defense yes. is is nowhere compared to what it's going to look like. Like the team, the Carolina's rebuilding. Um, I think it'll be a short rebuild, but you know, I, I'm I'm hopeful that Rule's gonna be a good coach. They've got two really good receivers. They've got Christian McCaffrey, who, you know, even if you know he's checked down Teddy or whatever, I, I'm I'm pretty into letting McCaffrey run, you know, catch the ball and yeah. run for that, right? Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. I, I don't know, quarterbacks are really tough. Um I'm always looking for the late guys, so I feel like Teddy's gonna be my wheelhouse this year. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure he cracks top twelve though for me. I, I don't think he gets there, so I would probably agree yeah. if, if, if you're looking at that, right? Or yeah. I'm not sure where yeah. you would like kind of slot yeah, him in. What, yeah, that's what I was kind of just looking at. Is, is he going to be, I don't know, cracking that QB QB one, you know, draft spot or something along those lines, or pushing for, yeah, like maybe that 12 spot. But yeah, I'm not I'm not sure I could see it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I did write down uh, Drew Locke's got every opportunity in the world right now. I think to be good. Um, uh, again, we talked about his running back situation that can supplement the throw earlier. Uh, my number one receiver out of the draft, personally, um, was Jerry Judy. So I think that's Same. huge for him. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, Judy is just an absolute stud. And the fact that I I read on Twitter the other day that him and Drew Locke have been throwing the ball to each or he, not to each other, but he's been throwing <laughs> the ball to Jerry Judy on a daily basis. I mean, that's just like that's just fireworks right there. And and Cortland Sutton. Is kind of he was kind of slept on a little bit, and he, and he balled out uh, to a good degree last year. Um, Noah Fant, a lot of people are high on. Mm-hmm. Um, Albert O coming in, he had a connection with Drew Lock in college, and you know maybe mm-hmm. they want right. to re- reignite that. So I think you know we saw a good flash against uh, Houston this past year. He didn't play in a ton of games, Drew Lock, but against Houston, um, I mean three touchdowns in that game, and he was getting in you know the higher. Uh, end of fantasy points for that week um over 200 yards in two out of the five games that he that he played so I think he's got every opportunity to be good mm-hmm. uh we just got to see if he will be and will be for a consistent basis but he's definitely a, a guy that people are talking about right now yeah I I probably agree with pretty much everything you said I think they've got like a a, a really loaded if not, you know, inexperienced wide receiving core, you yeah, know, to, to yeah. say the least, right? Um, but I, I think they've got an improved offensive line. Um, I, like I, like we talked about a little before, they've got a really good defense. I, I think that probably hurts Locke, as I, I think the team will be more of game managing, managing or whatever on offense. But you know, Luck, Luck's a big dude. You know how um, 
uh, Elway loves his big quarterbacks, but um, and you know the big arms and stuff. So maybe maybe that's good fantasy. Maybe maybe they'll let it fly a lot more. Um, I, I like him as a prospect for sure. I don't know if you saw that that ESPN article that people were like talking about on Twitter about the uh, um, like if if you were to redraft like every every player in the league for like a five five years uh, or five season year, like Drew Locke was like the 16th pick, which is very oh, interesting right. to me. Yeah, it was a shot of it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very interesting. So I mean, people around the league, I mean, seem to like him. I guess uh, I, it was yeah. a Broncos, I think, beat writer who took him though. So oh, uh, that might, that might, yeah, that might say something about it though. But yeah, I mean, he's definitely, he's probably, he, he, he I mean, he could be one of the more, the more talented guys, um, you know, in this group that I listed out. Just considering all the talent around him compared to like guys like Haskins and, and maybe even Tua and possibly Burrow. Maybe you know those guys don't have a lot of talent around them. Maybe even Stenham too. I mean. What's left is Nikhil Harry and uh, yeah. right, Julian Edelman, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I mean, Bur- Burrow is an interesting one to think about. I mean, it's a pretty, pretty thought coming off the, you know, argu- arguably the uh, greatest college season of all time. Um, I, I like Tyler Boyd a lot. I don't know mm-hmm. what you know if AJ Green's going to be the old AJ Green or what that case is. I was, yeah. I, was yeah. I was pretty high on Higgins too, you know, to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, fantasy twitter is in love with joe mixon i'm not gonna speak too much on on him um but he should be should be good but i mean they they have a lot of problems around the team in general uh if is he going to be protected for for the year as a rookie quarterback is he going to have the time he, he needs to get adjusted um how's that defense going to look things like that so uh he, he he could he could come out could be a stud uh or he could struggle so i mean uh, I could see him being very relevant uh, dynasty-wise, but uh, year one is going to be interesting, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think Burrow definitely had the best uh, quarterback season in college that I've seen in terms of, like, a prospect. So I'm, I'm pretty yeah. high on him. But, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. It's it's tough. I love T. Higgins, too. Um, yeah. And, I, I mean, I didn't want to – I don't want to disparage the wide receiving core too much, but I don't I don't trust – you know, AJ Green's going to be healthy. You know, they're getting back their first round pick from last year, who was, you know, out the entire year next year. I'm not really sure how he's going to look. Um, it, it feels like there's a lot, there's a lot to still need to be addressed, like, like you said. So I'm, I, I don't think Burrow is probably going to be that relevant, but yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to bet against talent. And I realize I see a lot of talent there. So, oh, absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll see. He's someone I'm definitely, um, I'm, I'm looking at pretty, pretty hard. I mean, even, even in like rookie drafts for like, uh, dynasty leagues, like, He's someone that I'm. I, I'd be really excited about. But there are a bunch of wide receivers, but we can talk about that later. We've got some rookie sure, stuff sure, coming sure. up. So, yeah. Um, was there any other guys? Do you think? Do you think Stenum will have anything? I mean, I'm curious to get any opinions on him because the film I've watched, there isn't much like to go on. You know. Yeah, I. I my brother and I again. He he does a lot of P2W stuff with with me. He has him in, in some leagues, and he said, you know, what what would it be if 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 uh, you know he's the new big surprise that nobody really talked about before i mean we're not going to say he's going to be the next tom brady um but i mean tom brady wasn't super you know recruited out of out of his college or <laughs> yeah. uh, talked about and you know bill belichick you can argue is the greatest football coach of all time they have the probably the greatest system you know that the sports scene um so i mean Nikhil harry we'll see how a full season is he needs to stay healthy Edel- edelman Edelman's going to be reliable. I think they'll, you know, they, they've already been in touch. Uh, the tight ends they drafted, I really, I was ranking my tight ends coming out of the draft. I knew nothing, like barely anything about them. I, I did see that they are uh, good blockers too. Uh, yeah, they can catch the ball, but they're good uh, pass blockers, run blockers. So I think 
maybe, I mean, what if they go more run heavy this year? I, I don't know. I, I'm like you. I just, I, I haven't seen enough. I, I've seen some, some small amount of tapes just from Twitter, yeah. but I don't know what, I don't know what to think really about Sidham. He's, he's really a dart throw right now. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, I trust Belichick too. I think, like you said, he's like the girl, you know, one of the greatest of all time, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think he'll, he'll prove a lot of people right this year. I, I don't know. Stenum just, he really worries me. And I mean, if we're talking about fantasy relevant, he's probably not any guy that anyone's really looking at. So he'll be a waiver wire ad if he's good. And I mean, yeah. it's a quarterback anyway, so, you know, whatever, not yeah, a big deal. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I think that's, that's good for, you know, fantasy relevant sure. quarterbacks because quarterbacks, you know, don't make up the bulk of it anyway. So whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, moving on to the next thing. Uh, what do you think of Derrick Henry? Do you think he's like a top five, top three guy? Is he worse? Because I have some strong opinions on Derrick Henry. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm kind of nervous now to say the wrong thing here. <laughs> no, no dude, go I, ahead. I love dissenting opinions. That's what we're here for, right. dude. Yeah. Uh, so um, my outlook on Derrick Henry is that I think in 2020, he is still going to be very good. I think in Dynasty formats, I'm, I'm not completely sure i think that the titans after their run this past year i think that they believe that they have a chance to make a run at it again um to be a playoff team to win a lot of games they're a very run heavy offense i don't think that he's going to get 303 attempts like he did this past year uh maybe they include um another back in the system uh but he did lead the league with the rushing yards, and he tied Aaron Jones with the touchdowns. I wrote an article, and I can't quote even quote my own article right now, but I did an <laughs> article about touchdown percentages uh, of running backs with, you know, within 10 yards of the end zone and then 20 yards, and he was very efficient in the red zone, so I think the touchdowns are still going to be there. I think he's going to get a ton of carries. He doesn't get that involved in the passing game as much as other running backs. Uh I think he was RB5 this past season, right? Yeah, I think that, that's... Yeah. Uh, depending where you are, yeah, something like yeah. that. I, uh, I I think I'd have him right around the same right around the same as last year. Uh, I, I think they're still going to run a lot. I think they're still going to use him a lot. There's been some uh, coach talk about, you know, maybe lessening the role just a little bit. Maybe they're thinking about preserving him maybe for a playoff run, but... I still 2020 think Henry is going to be very explosive and, and get a lot of fantasy points. That's that's my take. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't think anyone can deny the the explosiveness of Derrick Henry. Um, I I just think losing um, a guy like Jack Conklin, um, having the entire left side of their offensive line being nowhere near as good as it was last year is really going to hurt them. Um, I I think you absolutely need. Uh, the most brutalizing run effective offensive line for Derrick Henry to work and be a really good player. Um, because if he, if he's tackled anywhere from, if he's touched even anywhere from, you know, the line of scrimmage behind the line of scrimmage. to like the, the three, he goes down like, like a, like a, a bag of bricks or whatever. Like, I don't know the exact thing, but he goes down almost immediately. Um, th- this guy, if he's able to build up the speed, he's able to get guys, you know, out in front. He, he's a, he's a bruiser. It's almost impossible to bring him down. Uh, yeah. I'm very aware of all the times he's done this against the Jaguars on Thursday night football, you know, that oh, yeah. classic Tennessee game, uh, you know, every every year, Derrick Henry seems to run on us for like a billion yards. Like, I, I understand what kind of powerful playmaker he is, but on a consistent basis without, you know, especially in half point and full point PPR, without getting any being involved in the passing game at all, without him being nearly as consistent um, as, you know, he was last year and scoring touchdowns or rushing for a lot of yards. I, I have a tough time putting him, you know, highly. I think he's probably going to fit into my top 10. Um, 
I, I think. Um, I, I'm more just like Derrick Henry in terms of like a front office. Like I would never sign this guy to a long-term deal personally, yeah. but you know, in terms of fantasy, like you're, you're absolutely right. He's going to have games where he goes off for like three touchdowns at 200 yards, like easy. That's like, that's going to happen. He's that type of player, but I just think on a week to week basis, he's going to be really tough to start. Um, and that, you know, can like fuck with a lot of like fantasy players minds. I know it fucks with me a lot when I'm looking at my roster and yeah, I'm like, yeah, sure, Hey, this sure. guy had two, two weeks of, you know, 22 yards and a touchdown and then 50 yards and no touchdown. Do I really need to start this guy over the whiff war I picked up, pickup I had, who's, you know, on a hot streak, it can get really tough for fantasy owners. So, and, and it gets tough. It gets tough for me for sure. So I'm, I, I'm definitely like, I guess you call me a hater. Like, I don't think I'm taking him in the first two rounds. Um, I don't know where he's going, but like, I take him in the third round. Like, that's probably fine. Um, yeah, yeah so I'm just, yeah. yeah, so I'm probably just not going to end up with him, which is fine by me. I, yeah. I just go, you know, I'll, I'll go against the grain or I'll go, you know, wherever the ADP leads me. Because really, when we're talking about all this stuff, we could rank everything you want, but it just depends on which guys fall to you that you like. That's really sure. all that matters, sure. you know? Do, do you um, think, um, do you think he's going to lose work to Darrington, uh, Evans? Is, is that the guy they drafted, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's possible. Um, I, it didn't, it didn't seem like they, used um who's the guy from the page Dion lewis like as much as i thought they would last year i wonder if that's just because Dion lewis's talent isn't there and they wanted to he just wasn't good and henry just kind of took off um yeah. so you definitely have a point there i mean they signed you know Dion lewis when derrick henry was still under contract like they, they wanted to use both of those guys right so maybe that's where the the coaching staff is looking um i think the titans are all going to be a worse team i think they'll rely more on their quarterback too you know trading away guy like jerrell casey for a seventh round pick um, I'm not, I'm not sure if, you know, they, they're going to have the same team as they did last year. So we'll, we'll see. I, I, it just really worries me with guys who are like super explosive. Um, and that's like about all they can do in, in my estimation. So it, it worries me for sure that that's, yeah. you know, that's how I feel, but people Fair do enough. whatever and they, they could prove me wrong, especially this year. I, I think if you're looking like you said, in like dynasty and stuff going forward, I'm like way more out on him than other people. Yeah, but like yeah. this year is another year where he's in the same system. You know, he's playing on a franchise tag, playing for a contract. I think that actually has something to do with it. Not a lot, but something to sure. do with it. Um, I, I think we can we can look at Derek Henry. He'd be, you know, not a safe option, but something you're, you're he could be well worth the risk, if not, you know, better. And you got to risk it to win it, right? So, yeah. you know, yeah. That's very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So the next thing I had um, was which rookies do you think will have the biggest impact this year? We can go like two or three or, or you know, whatever you want to do. Sure. Sure. Uh, I, I just have three guys. Um, I won't. Uh, I'll try to be a little, a little shorter around. No, it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, there, <clears throat> there was a handful I thought about and I'm sure I'm, I'm missing guys, uh, but I got three receivers. Um, first one. Uh, that I wrote down was uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, I, I like him a lot. I like the landing spot. I know the Colts, uh, they have uh, Campbell and, and Pascal still rostered on the team. T.Y. should be back uh, healthy, but Pittman's 6'4". He had a decent 40. He's aggressive. He's physical. Uh, I think he has a chance to, to get work right away. I think he's got a good path to get um targets from rivers uh maybe maybe not the the ideal you know consistent deep balls all the time but i think uh he can definitely step in and be that wide receiver too for them so i, I like the landing spot i like the talent in him so i i wouldn't uh wouldn't be opposed to drafting that guy oh yeah Pitt, pippen was one of my uh steals of the draft i think I, in a very wide crowded wide receiver um you know class i i think he's 
probably either like my third favorite in terms of talent and maybe behind uh, Higgins and, and, and Judy. He's he's really up there. I think he's in a really good position. Yeah, fuck those other guys. They don't they don't even hold a candle to what Michael Pittman can yeah. do. Um, I, I'm really I'm, I'm pretty hard in Pittman. He's he's one of the guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be drafting as a rookie and I don't normally draft rookies in fantasy too highly, um, but he's a guy I'm seriously looking at. He is he's going to be a force. It's it's unquestionable in my mind. Just from the film that I saw, he landed in a really good place with a good quarterback, a good offensive line. A, a good offense in a pretty shit division, so I'm, I'm I'm into it. Yeah, all right, we're on the same page there then. Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, next guy. I don't have any specific order. Or anything yeah, yeah. Like that. But uh, I wasn't super high in him to be honest before the draft, and uh, even on one of my earlier rookie drafts, I, I kind of passed on him. Um, but I think Jalen Rieger is another one that's going to be set up uh, to be. Uh, utilized right away, especially with that receiving core that they have um, for the Eagles. I think uh, we saw what happened at the end of the year. Uh, I think their wide receiver one was like Greg Ward Jr., who I think was a <laughs> yeah. running back. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's just a speedy guy, deep threat, big playability, which can get, get you a lot of fantasy points. I think Deshaun Jackson should be healthy, I believe. Um, Marquise Goodwin's, you know, uh, in, in town there now. I, I'm not sure what that really means for them. Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey might be on his way out. I think he's going to be on the PUP um, come season start. So I think, and looking at these rookies, it's like who, like like we've talked about Higgins before. Like I, I, I think I had Higgins as my wide receiver four or five before the draft. Mm-hmm. For the for the Bengals, I, I don't know, you know, what what's his timeline like to actually get touches. I think Dynasty, he, he's got good value, but a guy like Rieger, and we talked about Pittman could step in right away and, and, and have a big role. And I think Eagles with a healthy Carson Wentz at, at quarterback, um, that could be dangerous for him. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge I'm not a huge fan of um the prospect. Um I, I think he I think he's in a pretty crowded wide receiving core. I mean, you named a few, um, and there was, you know, Ar- Ortega Whiteside, who had a pretty shitty rookie year, but you know, we've seen guys yeah. with, with shitty rookie years. I mean, I know personally DJ Shark had a pretty shitty year and he came back and was, you know, a really good guy. It, it's he, he's gonna see some play on this offense, although Rieger does play a different position. He plays like the Desha- Deshaun Watson. I'm sorry, Deshaun Jackson, I think kind of role right yeah, in that yeah. Eagles offense I, I would assume and maybe this you know goes into like a difference of like fantasy philosophy I tend to be 10 more conservative on on this kind of stuff um mm-hmm. so he, he's not someone who excites me too much I think there are, are better options personally but yeah I mean if, if, if you want to go after him it's a he's still talented I don't think nearly as talented as the other wide receivers in this draft class but um yeah I mean I don't think the Eagles defense is that good <laughs> nearly as good yeah. as it's been in the past so yeah. I, yeah, I think I they'll be passing um, and I'm not like a huge fan of Miles Sanders at, at the ADP he's going. So, because I, I think people are overvaluing the running game and him as him as a player. Oh my so, gosh. I absolutely agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I like a short video the other, like it was just like a selfie video out, outside, like hanging out with the family, and I had like mm-hmm. a, a a short stance on Miles Sanders because, again, <laughs> I think fantasy Twitter is in love with with the man. So he made yeah. this point, but maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> no, I I got that absolutely. Um. Yeah, so I, I think we're in a disagreement on on, on rigor, but sure. I mean that that's fine. We're, we're here yeah. for dissenting opinions, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, last one I'll talk about. Um, I did want to note I I did not put Jerry Judy on here. Um, <laughs> he, he 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 is he was my number one wide receiver. He still is, in my opinion, the most talented out of all of these wide receivers. I just I'm just unsure of the how the Broncos uh, offense is going to run and uh, how how it's going to look right away, but. I did want to make a note because he is my favorite wide receiver in the class. But uh, I had 
uh, written down. Justin Jefferson, he was my wide receiver three pre-draft. I think when we look at Joe Burrow uh, in the amazing college season he had, you can look at Justin Jefferson being a massive part of that. Um, and you can look at the tapes on that guy, and he's just big-time playmaker, and he's got phenomenal hands. I think him uh, him stepping in for that uh, the dig vacancy – gives him a clear opportunity to play and uh, he doesn't really have a lot of wide receivers that are going to fight for uh, that number two spot on the team. Um, Mm -hmm. In my opinion. Uh, Yeah. Just in college, he had a 82.8 catch rate, I think this past year, and and he's got great hands. He's a good route runner. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of Justin Jefferson, even uh, again, as a Chicago fan seeing uh, (laughs) them draft uh, the Vikings draft that guy. So that was the third guy I just wrote down. Probably could have wrote down a bunch of guys, but yeah, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, yeah, I had him, you know, Judy, Higgins, Pittman. Those are my guys. Um, Mims as well, but a little bit less for Mims. Those are like my wide receivers that I liked a lot coming into the draft. Yeah. Um, and I, I totally understand what you're saying. I think Olubisi Johnson will play a bigger role in the in the offense next year. Um, but you're, I mean, you're right. Trading away Diggs and then drafting wide receiver. I'm pretty sure either with that pick or with their, you know, their pick, like a few, uh, whatever, 25th or 22nd, whatever one they use on him seems like a pretty easy fit into an offense. And he's a really good player. He's a possession receiver. Um, he's got great hands. You know, he can run really good routes. Um, I, I probably agree with that. I didn't have him on my list. Um, but I not going to fault you for that at all. He's a very talented player. It's a good offense for him. He slots into, you know, they're missing what, like, I'm, I'm sure Diggs had like close to like 120 targets or something last year. So oh, they're missing that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's, there's definitely room for sure. Um, I, I do worry that Johnson will have a bigger role and that maybe, you know, there might be some rookie issues with him. Um, just if when, whatever things spur up, you know, or, you know, come up, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't have anything to point to directly, but it's entirely possible. You know, the second year guy takes more, um, shots room, but you know these are all rookie rookie wide receivers, so it's entirely possible it happens to every single one of them. So yeah, yeah, it's it's that's not like a knock on him; it's just a knock on rookie wide receivers. Um, yeah, I'm curious though if I if I throw out a few names, what you think of these sure. guys? If you think sure. they will, um, what do you think of AJ Dillon? Is he going to be relevant, impactful? I don't I don't think next season he will be. I think mm-hmm. that he's another guy that a lot of people are extremely high on, um, or not maybe not extremely high on, but I I, I see more and more Dylan talk, I guess, on, on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, down the road. Will he be successful? I think so. I mean, he's got that like body type, like a Henry sort of dude, and, and they do <laughs> yeah. like to uh, involve more than one running back in that offense. But as long as Aaron Jones is a Packer, I'm not sure that he's going to have like that startable value. Um, do they sign and keep Aaron Jones when his contract's up? I I, I don't know. So maybe that makes him a thing. But um, yeah, that's what I, I kind of think about him. Yeah, I really liked him coming out of college. Um, I didn't expect him to be a second-round pick, but I, I did really like him coming out of college. Yeah. I, I think you're probably right, though. Um, I mean, we have seen, you know, things work in in the past where, you know, there wasn't a number one uh, running back for the Packers, but seems like Jones kind of nailed that down, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too worried about Dylan either. But I like him as yeah. a talent, and I probably agree that in the future he'll he'll be valuable. I, I think that's almost unequivocal. Um, I'm curious what you think of, like, Denzel Mims as well. Denzel Mims was uh, a guy that I, I thought about uh, putting on as my top three because, again, I think he has a clear shot chance to, to stepping in and, and playing right away. I know I know Perryman um, is there now, uh, and he finished on a good note. Uh, Crowder right. has been reliable, and, and Darnold has is, is gone to the guy, and we also have Chris Herndon coming back. But the O-line's improved, um, and Sam Darnold, I think, will also improve. So uh, I, I actually like the landing spot. Again, my brother and I were talking about 
uh, pre-draft like good landing spots and you know he, he actually is a is a big Jets fan um power power to him with that but uh, <laughs> uh yeah I, I actually like the landing spot for Mims and I think he's got uh, a lot of people were talking about him before the draft so that yeah I, I, I like the spot Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I probably agree <laughs> um, with that. I deal with a lot of Jets fans, too. Uh, living in New Jersey, growing up in New Jersey. I've, my yeah. mom's a Jets fan. I've got a lot of that. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but I, I think you're right. It's a really good spot. I hope Donald takes the next step. He has a lot of talent. Um, I wish he showed me more last year, but you know, this is only his third year going in. So this is the year he really needs to do some stuff, though. But uh, yeah, I mean, Mims is I, I, I really think he's the most talented receiver there. Perryman, I know, had a good year. Um, and I've been watching a lot of Tampa Bay film and I, it's hard to even judge the receivers too much because Jameis is wildly all over the place. I'm not oh, going to yeah. say wildly inaccurate, but he's just wild. He's all over the place. He's accurate some games and some quarters and some drives, and he's totally not the other time. So it's tough to judge yeah. wide receivers. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I I've saw him overthrow Perryman like five times in a game. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's tough. Um, uh, so another guy I had real quick, De- DeAndre Swift. Do you do you think um, I God, I'm I'm totally blanking. He's he, he was drafted by. The Lions, right? Because I want to talk about the Lions running back they drafted. Yeah. And I'm pretty, yeah, it's him. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, cause I thought Carrion Johnson, you know, he was a pretty big darling for the fantasy community. And then he's been injured the past two years, but he's only been two years. And I'm just worried that DeAndre Smith is going to eat into his carries or maybe just take the job away himself. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't I, know what you think. I have a strong opinion. And I actually, po- I, ironically, <laughs> I posted a video because I, I'm a massive jersey guy. I, I buy jerseys more than I should from China and stuff that are cheap. But uh, he was my only rookie um that i actually got a jersey of so so far uh and it was hard because i'm a chicago fan and yeah, yeah. I had, uh, detroit lions and a lot of people are you know a lot of people will say the same sort of things over and over again without looking into things further they'll say i don't like matt patricia uh, i i don't like that carry on johnson's there i don't like the the lions running back um capability and i actually disagree with it all because um I know a lot of people were very high on Jonathan Taylor. A lot of people were, you know, high on Edwards Hilaire after the draft. But mm-hmm. uh, for me, Swift was the most talented running back coming out of the draft. And that, you know, that'll be something other people disagree with. But I really think that with Carrion having all these injuries and also you got to look at what Carrion's actually done in games that he wasn't mm-hmm. uh, healthy. I, I just think that Swift's a great talent. He's already working out with Matt, Matt Stafford. He, he's running routes. So, even if it is a running back by committee and carry on is still involved. If Swift is that passing back on the lions team that might, you know, struggle in games. I I'm a big fan of Swift and I know some other guys are very anti lions running backs, but I actually do have a lot of faith in Swift and he was my most uh, drafted rookie this year for me. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm probably pretty much the same thing. He running backs. I didn't look too hard into it. The draft. I think they're pretty replaceable for the most part on teams. Um, but yeah, for fantasy, it's pretty important to know. Right. So, yeah. um, I, I think DeAndre was probably like my, my favorite, like pure running back coming out of the draft. Um, mm-hmm. I think Edward Solaire actually, which I didn't expect him to be the first running back taken, but he was like my favorite guy just in terms of his explosive ability. Um, and I think he's probably a better fantasy option. Oh yeah. Probably because of the way he, where he landed. Right. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah DeAndre Swift, I'm not going to deny the talent. Like he seems to be like a pretty good running back. Um, and that seems to be, pretty fine as long as he's able to get the touches on, on an NFL team. And I think uh, Carrion has kind of fallen in a favor, but I, I'm, I'm curious to get opinions because I'm not as, you know, aware or as, I don't know, informed yeah. on that as I, as I probably should be. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm curious, especially, you know, in your division, right? That's yeah. <laughs> something you got to worry about generally, I, right? 
I do love the uh, the Georgia running backs that came out of that system, <laughs> though. Um, you know, they got Chubb sure. and Gurley, and, Son- yeah. and Sony Michelle was good his rookie year, and mm-hmm. uh, they've had some great guys. And and Swift was getting touches even his freshman year, so I I just really yeah. like talent, like you said. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, cool. Um, yeah, so I guess we're moving on to, like, who's your number one pick this year, man? I know we're, like, super early. We don't have all the ranks on all that stuff, but I'm curious if you've got, like, a number one or, like, any of the guys you think are floating around that, like, one through five area. Yeah, uh, without a question, it's Christian McCaffrey. Um, and I don't think uh, – I would think twice about drafting him number one over uh, anybody else, I think. Okay, um, I might challenge TVH. I, right. I know that a lot of people are, are on the McCaffrey train. I think I might take Barkley over McCaffrey. I'm still not decided yet. But um, okay. I, I, I understand like the PPR appeal. I think in full point PPR, it's probably more clear cut McCaffrey. I think in half point, it's a lot closer. Not that Barkley doesn't get involved with the passing game. Um, I, 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 I worry sometimes about the offensive line and McCaffrey's small frame. Um, you know, not nearly as much as other people might who are like you know running back needs to be these big bulking guys and we run through the trenches. I don't think that's where the NFL is right now, right? But I think. Barkley, you know, is he was able to do the same things he did in college in the NFL. It didn't seem like there was a lot that changed. He's a, I think, the best running back in the league in terms of talent. I, I'm, I'm pretty on board with him. Uh, but I'm, I'm not going to hate anyone for taking McCaffrey first. So, Do you, you, know, do you that, have any uh, con- concerns with um, just the Giants as a team where, where they'll be in games and, and, and the ability for, for uh, Saquon to get the yardage? He, he needs to be that number one guy. Yeah, I mean, there's I know definitely Panthers mm-hmm. were losing a lot of games too last year, but right. Well, McCaffrey, yes, yeah, like a, uh, he's he's like a, a you know like a passing dude, you know whatever. How many receptions? he had over 100 receptions, right? I know he had over 100 targets. Like he was yeah, close yeah, to yeah. it was yeah. crazy, crazy amount, crazy. Yeah, amount. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I you know I don't think they'll be doing the same thing where they they run McCaffrey like 30 times in, in week 17 you know, to get there and stuff this year. Sure. So I'm. Um, but you know, uh, about the, the Barkley issue. Yeah. I mean, that's possible. I think the giants actually have a, a really good offense though. So I'm not as concerned because I think that with a good offense, even with a bad defense, uh, which I think the giants still have, I think they really need to improve there. Um, but you know, a good offense leads to more touching opportunities. Um, Barkley can be a force from anywhere on the field. They seem to know what he is and run the ball accordingly. I mean, they get a new coach, right? So we'll, we'll see how that goes, but I'm pretty sure like, Barkley can score from the 20, the 30, the 40 in the, in the first, um, in the first half, his talent's like undeniable to for me. So I'm just like really not going to bet against talent with him yeah, personally. Yeah. Um, I, I was a big yeah. fan, big fan of Barkley too. And I, and I saw him after his rookie season, before, I mean, during his rookie season, I, I made an early trade for him in, in one league that I no longer in anymore. But, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know, just some of them, the numbers, I'm just pulling up his week to week logs. Like, I don't know if maybe he was, Playing hurt a little bit. He, after well, he did have that injury and came back. He came back pretty early, and I, th- I think he was hurt too. Because if yeah, you look at the like, last few games, he was way better than than in the middle. Of, unless I'm speaking out of my ass, I'll look that up. But I'm like pretty sure he got a lot better as the season went on when his injury got less severe. I'm we can we can yeah. look that up real quick. But yeah, um, he, I think it was four through six he he missed. But yeah, because I uh, under ten points week ten under ten points 12, thir- uh, 12 and 14 under 10 points and then 13 he was at like 14.5 and we all have different scoring but I would just yeah I was a little concerned but never too concerned because I, I agree with you that he's phenomenal he's phenomenal and he's very talented but I just I just love the on the counter I just love the the, the pass catching out of McCaffrey and I know Barkley's involved in that to a degree too but when when McCaffrey's putting up better uh better catching and target numbers and a large chunk of wide receivers that's just it's hard to pass <laughs> for me 
Sure, that that's totally fair. Um, I, I do want to note that week 13, yeah, he did have 14.5. I'm looking at NFL. Then he had 9.7, right. and then he had 30, 43, and 20 in the in the last few weeks. So I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean that that's again like a small sample size, right? But you know, considering where he was before, you know, with the injuries and stuff like that, I think it's sure. I think it's probable if he doesn't have an. In, but you know, injuries do stack even in an NFL where you know we have a lot of medical knowledge and we're able to get guys back where they weren't be able to a few years ago and stuff like that. Um, it, it still sure. impacts players, I think. Yeah, um, but I, I don't know. I always worry about taking the guy who is number one overall at a position and then they just had like a breakout year and, and they don't ever come close to that. And this isn't like a rational argument that I'm making, but I feel if we were to look back at the past like five years, I should have done some more research for this. But if we look back at the past five oh, years, the top guy yeah. never repeats. Like, I feel like the top guy never really repeats, especially running back. It's such a volatile yeah. position. So it always worries me when there's guys who have breakout years. Not that I'm doubting McCaffrey's talent and, you know we're not no one ever takes really the, like the number one player in the league at the number one spot you just take the guy who has the least likely yeah. ability to fail like i get that but it just it, it it worries me that the amount of touches just won't be there next year and that that's usually what gets guys to that number one spot so yeah i mean yeah. but we'll see I'm, I'm not gonna knock anyone like i said before i'm not gonna knock anyone for taking him there's no way i'll do that so yeah yeah sure um, yeah, I mean, did you have any other guys you were like looking like is Barkley your next guy or is like Zeke or is there wide receivers sneaking in uh, if you've got yeah yeah for for me um, I'll just spit out a couple names I yeah. I agree that Barkley Barkley's my one B if, if uh, McCaffrey's <laughs> my one A he's my one B um, I think Zeke's gonna be up there good great offense uh, improved wide receiver core uh, I think Zeke's gonna eat like he normally does I, I think. Michael Thomas, obviously, is another guy you can throw up there just because of the volume and the targets and the amount of points he scored this past season, even with uh, a quarterback that was really not his quarterback. Um, he's up talking about Taysom Hill, right? What's that? <laughs> talking oh, about no, Taysom yeah. Hill, right? <laughs> no, I, T- T- Teddy, Teddy B was there, but uh, yeah. Devonta Adams, I think, will still be up there uh, eating. Kamara, uh, uh, I, I don't know where to put Kamara. I'm, yeah, I'm not, he's tough. I'm not huge on Kamara. I, I, Me I mean, he's, he's he's a big top ten guy, but I some guys have him as like the third overall or the fourth, fourth overall. I, I just I just don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not putting him there either. That that's for sure. Um, yeah. I noticed a suspicious lack of Joe Mixon. You said something about him before. Are you are you down on Joe Mixon this year? I'm not I'm not down uh-huh. on him, but I think the the talk is uh, that Joe Mixon is going to be like the RB three or something like that. And I just, I'm not as high on him as, as other people. Um, it wasn't like they say he had a disappointing year, but I don't think this past year was like, he re- completely ruined your season. Where, where did he finish? I think 13, he finished. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was, he was fine. And I say that with such a sigh, cause I've been, I've been so on Mixon for a while. I, I, I hope that the offense is opening up now and I don't think the defense has gotten better. Like we talked about before. I, I really, I hope we can get there with Mixon. He's, He's been like a stable running back. Like I had him last year in a few leagues and, you know, I was fine with getting like 15 points a week. Like that's fine by me from like, you know, not maybe like a number three overall pick, but um, I, I really feel like Mixon is, I, I don't see a lot of downside for him. He's a talented running back. He's a, he's in a pretty good place with the better offense. I hope now um, there's no one else. I mean, Gio Bernard has been there for forever and he does what he does, yeah. but that happens every year. And he, he finished, I, I have it. He's ranked 49th in NFL overall. I don't know what the number is on RBs. So I can look that up, but, um, yeah, I mean, he seems to be pretty consistent. Um, and that's what I kind of like, like, I never want to miss with my first overall picks. Like my first round, I never yeah. want to miss. If you miss with your first round oh, pick, yeah. like you're, you're, you're pretty much done. Like, like I, not done, yeah. but like you, 
I think the best way to approach fantasy drafts is to draft someone who is reliable, is good enough in the first few rounds, and then hit later on, like, all the guys who are, like, sleepers, you know, guys who can really get out there and just be really active on the waiver wire. Like, fuck the guys that, you know, aren't in your top, like, five, seven picks. Um, Just they're expendable if you need to get new guys, and then just hopefully those guys are, like, stable enough. That's just how I generally view it. Sure, um, sure. So that definitely colors my rankings, because, like, I have Joe Mixon pretty high. I think he's, like, something like sixth or seventh, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what, uh, what about for you? If, if if I spit out three names, can can yeah. you tell me where where you think you have them? Absolutely, guys. That I think about. Uh, so I'm gonna go Tyree Kill, Julio Jones, <laughs> and I'm gonna throw in a curveball here and throw in Austin Eckler. Yeah. Um. So I was doing. I did a quick top ten before this, and this is you know very early rough draft stuff. But I have Terry Kill as my seventh overall, and I have Julio as my ninth. Um, I, I think Tyreek Hill, if we get a full season of him and Mahomes, he could easily be the number one receiver. It's it's not, it, There's not a doubt in my mind. 100%, yeah. Yeah. Um, Julio is, again, like a consistent guy. He Calvin Ridley's eating into the targets. He's another talented receiver on that team. Um, I also, we can talk about in the next breakout stuff, because I, I had him down for my breakouts, but, you know, the, the guy they traded for, Hayden Hurst, I think is, is a great tight end replacement. And I think he's going to do wonders in that system, so... Um, I'm excited about him, but Julio Jones is a fine guy. I'll take him top 10. Like, I'll do it. I'll okay. do it. No hesitation. I'll do it easy. And then the last guy you said was, uh, I'm oh, sorry. Austin, Austin Eckler. Eckler. Yeah, he's probably a second round pick for me, but like, like probably like 11 or like 12 or I mean, like 11, 12, 13, 14. He's probably like right there. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm, I'm uh, very high in Eckler, um, especially after last season, still finishing uh, at that RB4, e- even with, uh, you know, Gordon coming in. And, and I know there's some question marks about who, who's going to be throwing the ball uh, next year and what, what his role is going to be. But it sounds like even if Josh Kelly who's a rookie or uh, Justin Jackson takes that Gordon kind of role running the ball, I still can't see, I mean, Eckler dropping that far off from, from the, uh, from the RB four, in my opinion, I still, maybe he's not four, maybe even if he's six, seven, whatever the case is, eight, I still think the, the volume is going to be there for the receptions and he's going to run the ball a little bit more. And even if he does run it only a little bit more, he's still going to be mm-hmm. very fantasy relevant. So I'm, I'm pretty high on Eckler. Gotcha. Can I, can I, uh, I'm curious then, can I read you like my quick top 10? And I'm just curious if you take Eckler over these guys, if that works. Okay. All right. So I got Barkley, McCaffrey, Zeke. I think you're, I think you take those guys over him. Yeah. Yes. I would. Okay. All right. I've, I've got Mixon number four. I think we know where we stand on that. And you know, this is again, a rough draft, but yeah. So you would take Eckler over Mixon, right? I personally would. No, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I've got Adams and Thomas. What about them? Adams and Thomas, I think for sure Thomas. Adams probably as well just because of the volume that's there. And and they they uh, forgot that they needed some wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about Tyreek or, I mean, Cook, you know, if this if he doesn't hold out? <laughs> I... I'm not as high on Cook as other guys are. I I, I I would it'd probably be bad to say Eckler over Cook, but mm-hmm. um, that's assuming he doesn't hold out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really don't know on that one. I think the obvious answer is Cook, but I I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of hit or miss with that one. I'm not, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. That, that's fair. Um, I've got Julio Jones and then Kelsey to round it out. Okay. Uh, Ke- Kelsey Kelsey's. Obviously, in my opinion, I still think he's going to be uh, tight end one in 2020. Yeah. I know there's some uh, George Kittle truthers and some mm-hmm. Mark Andrews guys coming in, but uh, he'll still be high. I, I mean, I, I might, I might, I might take Eckler before Kelsey. Uh, who's the other one? Julio. Yeah, Julio. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I mean, that, that's a good toss up too. I mean, I mean, is he 
is Ridley going to catch up for the target share? Uh, I mean, is he going to have more of a target share? Are we going to see like uh, like we did before with uh, with uh, Juju Smith and, and uh, was his Antonio Brown? Is it going to yeah. be more of uh, the, the second guy shines more? I, I don't know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, those are all interesting guys to think about, though. Yeah, I mean, this is again was top. I mean, I I, I really do have to consider Eckler because uh, pretty highly. I I, th- I think yeah. he, it's possible he slips into my first round if we go by like top twelve. I think it's he pretty easily could, maybe even my top ten. Um, so I'm not like out of him at all either. But I'm I am sure. curious that there's, I I again tend to favor like stability and guys who have done it a lot before, and yeah, that's just yeah. that personally at least. But Eckler is definitely someone who I was not high on before, and I'm way higher than I used to be. So <laughs> I think most all people right. are, but yeah. 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 Um, okay. Yeah. So we hit like about an hour mark. I, I want to make sure you're still like good to have, to talk some more or if you need to go oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Perfect. good. Perfectly fine. Perfect. All right, cool. So let's talk about, um, some breakout guys you have this year so far. If you got, I, I don't know like the way you interpret breakout, but like whatever way you do it is, is totally fine. Cause it's like a weird word, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause I mean, it is a weird way to look at it because I mean, if a running back is, let's say he's, he's running back 18, you know, mm-hmm. this past year or something like that. Uh, in my opinion, I mean, if he jumps to RB6 or something like that, that might be considered a breakout, even though maybe RB whatever, teen something wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Or it could be, I, I usually look at it as a guy that's that's go- going to be relevant. You're going to start him, and mm-hmm. uh, he's going to jump a lot of spots from last year um, if we're not talking about rookies, obviously. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of to each their own. The way the way um, we look at it, in in my list, there's guys that are um, not a, probably can finish higher than some of the other guys in comparison on this list. But uh, how, how many guys did you want to do? How yeah, I mean, do whatever you're comfortable with. I, I just wrote down a few names. Uh, okay. So whatever you're comfortable with, yeah. So I uh, I got one for each position, um, and I won't spend a lot of time <laughs> on each of them. Um, but I, I, I'm going to start with uh, I'll start just with quarterbacks. Um, and I think, uh, I think Daniel Jones might have a chance to break out, um, and, and jump the ladder as far as where he finishes the season. He finished the season, depending on your league, I think 22, 23, somewhere around there, uh, for quarterbacks. Um, and yeah, I mean, he, he had some big games that were, were very, uh, very good for fantasy owners and, and probably won them the week. Uh, we've seen flashes. The big issue with him is the fumbles. Um, I don't know if that's 100% his fault or if it has to do with the protection or his awareness or what that is, but um, if he's got his tight end healthy, who's hurt a lot, and he's got <laughs> Shepard, who was concussed a lot, and he's got uh, Slayton, who was kind of a, a guy that, to a degree, if you want to say broke out, he's got some weapons there. He's got, he's got Barkley to, to utilize, too, so I think he's a candidate uh, for quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I think we mentioned a little bit before. I'm I like the Giants' offense this year. I think they're going to be good, yeah. um, uh, at least offensively. I'm still definitely sus- uh, worried, or their defense is suspect, or whatever way you want to phrase that. Um, but yeah, I, I think Daniel Jones had a had a really good rookie year. I know he had some pretty high highs, and then you know kind of went into like rookie mode. He did lose a lot of fumbles. I don't know how you correct that. You probably just get a better offensive line, which I think they did. Yeah. Um, and I think the offensive line is getting better. I was I was such a big fan of Will Hernandez when they drafted him. I was pretty mad. Um, but I, I think he's a prospect that's going to develop and I think this year he's going to prove it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, it's tough for quarterbacks. Um, because you know, if, if we're in a regular league, 
like to get into the top 12 can be kind of tough but I'm, he's definitely someone i'm looking immediately to stream like pretty easily so yeah yeah all right uh going to running back uh i finished rb21 which again is not not bad not bad and he was a rookie uh but i i'm i'm high on josh jacobs um huh. yeah I'm a lot higher on josh jacobs than i am on miles sanders in all honesty <laughs> uh but yeah, I, I mean, he, he missed a few games. He had a bunch of games. Uh, I think he had, I think I wrote down like five games over 16 points. And again, it depends on your league. But uh, there's talks of him being involved in the the pass game. I know Lynn Bowden, uh, the rookie, he, he can be involved with, with that out of the backfield. But if he starts catching more balls and they have an improvement to their weapons, which is, you know, argue you can argue that, yes or no. But uh, with Edwards and Ruggs coming in, um, and Waller was a huge target uh, last year. I think Josh Jacobs has uh, some supplements now that can uh, make him more successful. And if he does get involved with the, the passing game, I think he can jump from RB twenty one to a lot higher. Yeah, I, I I think you're you're definitely right about that. I feel like the fantasy community is pretty on board with that too, right? Or am I am I wrong? Maybe I'm looking I, I, in the wrong places. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Uh, but I I mean. Like we said before, I I hear a lot of Miles Sanders. I hear a lot of yeah, you know this guy and that guy. And I I, I think I, I know he probably you could say he did break out last year. But mm-hmm. I mean, if he if he's jumping like if he's jumping to RB eight or something <laughs> along those lines from RB twenty one, that's a huge difference. Yeah, I I mean I yeah sorry I I, I agree with that I, I like Josh Jones a lot. I'm I'm a pretty big fan. I'm curious where he goes. Uh, do you, do you think you take him like is he like a third round pick for you or like a second round pick for you? I'm curious where you think you take him. I'm higher on him than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a dynasty, I mean, yeah, I think you're taking him pretty early. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you know we were talking about trades in our one league, and I thought he was a lot of the guy who had him thought he for sure was worth an early first. Um, I, I don't know if I agree or disagree with that, but <laughs> I probably I probably take him in the second round to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I got I mean, it's it's going to be a while before I get in, into that mode. So it's a tough question to, to answer. Yeah. It's tough for me to even visualize, but I'm just, you know, trying to yeah, bounce off that stuff. But yeah, I, I think I could consider taking there. I would probably even agree too that that he's, I, I like him more than Miles Sanders. I think I, I don't, I guess that's, I guess that's a radical thing to say. Shit. But I'm, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. on board with that. Care, care, I think. Care, careful posting this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, you know, I've, I was dunked on a few times for some things I posted, but I'm pretty sure they're true. I'm pretty sure people are idiots, so we'll figure that out, but that's okay. Next guy I have is uh, a lot farther down the list, so maybe maybe a little bit more of a breakout or a sleeper, but uh, he was wide receiver 67, and I'm just looking at my sheet to uh, com- confirm, but that's what I wrote down, so I'm just going with it. Wide receiver 67 this past year. His quarterback said he's an ascending player. And I've also heard that he has a a building relationship with his quarterback off the field. And that's Alan Lazard. Oh, dude, I had him too. All right. Yeah, dude, I love love him. Love him, dude. Yeah, go ahead. Go off and do it. (laughs) He he had a couple games, uh, 15 plus. Um, We saw like this this movement you know it might have been last year or whatever but for mbs to be this you know guy for aaron Rodgers to have the supplement uh Devonta adams but i i think alan lazard steps into that wide receiver too and he has a big increase in volume and and i think he could be could be i mean we could be wrong but could be very fantasy relevant so yeah i i absolutely agree he was so talented in in college the jaguars actually picked him up as a udfa um in in the draft i think well he was a rookie last year right or i, I believe he was or two years ago 
whatever it was. But yeah, I, I'm pretty high on him. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, I'm I'm pretty high on uh, on Lazar too. Or I, I don't know, is it Lazar? I have no idea how to say these uh, names. If, Fuck, dude. Yeah. You could you could have said it something crazy, and I would believe you. So <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I I think the talent is absolutely there. I think the problem and why he didn't get drafted and why he's you know uh bounced around and you know just got involved because of the situation in green bay is because i think he he needed some time to adjust from the level of play but i think he's supremely talented he's in a really good place um i'm there aren't a lot of knocks besides the fact that he's inexperienced i think i i want to say he was like he went to either he had like a shit ton of like receiving yards in college i want to say he went to like a pretty bad school he went um, to uh, Iowa State. Yeah, so I mean, like he he wasn't like super highly looked at in like big competitions and stuff like that. But I'm I'm on board, very much on board. Yeah. All right. I'm glad we got we got <laughs> one in common there. Yeah, for sure, uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the last guy I just had one for each position. I took a tight end. Um, there's a lot. I'm like for some reason I'm like I have all these. One league I'm in, I have way too many like young tight ends that I'm hoping like one of them breaks out. <laughs> Uh, I've got that, that too. I got that yeah. feel too, dude. Not, I don't. I don't know. There's just so many that I'm like, man, this, this guy's gonna be the next, you know, Waller season. This guy's gonna be the next Waller season. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I think the consensus that I see all the time is Gasecki, and and mm-hmm. I and I agree with that. He's not who I wrote down though. I wrote down uh, Irv Smith Jr. Um, from the Vikings. Uh, he played in all, all 16 games last year, and he had an almost like identical target share to Rudolph, and uh, almost identical uh, catch. Um, amount of catches so uh i think if they run the two tight end sets like they did at times um that's good but i think i think the second um second year for this guy he was just very talented at uh alabama and uh it was second round pick for them i love the talent i think if he starts to separate himself from kyle rudolph who i think could could easily be a guy that fades out of that system like maybe not completely but over time I think Irv Smith's just just because of the talent and and uh, what he has done his first year as far as like stepping in right away and getting you know the target share. Um, uh, he's a guy I think about a lot. I know some some tight ends that step into the league are not super relevant right away, but uh, mm-hmm. we can look at the Philadelphia you know system where you have Ertz and Goddard, and Goddard was uh, usable this uh, year. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, uh, I like Irv Smith Jr. A lot. Yeah. Can we get Goddard on another team, please? Like I, he, yeah, he would be I, a star. Yeah. He was, yeah. I knew it in that draft too, man. I wanted the Jaguars to take a tight end. Fucking took a defensive tackle. Who's been shit. Fuck Taven Bryan. Um, anyway, no, you, but you I, don't, I, you don't like, uh, Eifert or what? Ah, dude, the Jaguars haven't had like a tight end option since Mercedes left and he's still playing on green Bay. I don't know what yeah. their problem is. Um, yeah. but whatever, that's a separate subject. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Th- it's weird. Irv Smith coming out of college from all I read and like I didn't watch too much film out of him I have to admit but I thought he was supposed to be a blocking guy like that was my impression of him but you're right I mean if he had a similar target share as um Kyle Rudolph who is like not a blocker he's a pass a catching guy for sure and that's like that's definitely a good sign I mean he was a second round pick I believe um so they're gonna want to work him in and tight ends like you said and I think people know they take a while to transition to the NFL it just seems to be the case for whatever reason I guess it's a tough position to learn how to block and and catch in the NFL that that's probably why um, yeah. yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he's a good guy to look at. He wasn't someone I, I had written down. I had guys like Jay Sternberger, Gasecki, and Ian oh, Thomas. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I think there are plenty of young tight ends that could break out and I'll probably be drafting like multiples of those guys. So just looking yeah. for one of them to break out. Cause I think they have it, it in them for sure. It could pay off big time. If you, if you get a guy that you get in the late round, um, like a, a Sternberger's a guy I wrote about a little bit in an article before too. But yeah, if you, I mean, if one of those guys pans out and he's a late round draft, that's huge for you. So. Yeah, I, dude, I, 
I'm I'm glad people are catching up to Sternberger, but I'm also I want him to be my pet project because I was so excited for him last year. Watching his film, he is just like the perfect um like receiving a tight end. He is I I'm I'm sad that the uh, the Packers took a tight end this year, but I'm I, and I'm unsure how that's going to play into his fantasy year next year. But oh my god, Jace, yeah, he yeah. looks he's going to be a perfect he he's an humble he looks like a receiver out there. And I I don't know I don't normally say that about tight ends, um especially bigger you know just players generally, but he moves like a wide receiver. He Feels like a wide receiver, and if you can get that at tight end position, like in in a place where you know we talked a little bit about Lazard, I think he's going to be good, but you know that it's there's a possibility that like none of those guys pan out, and they have another situation where you know the wide receiving core is like a little fucked, and like no one is really doing anything, and a guy like Sternberger steps up. So yeah. that's just that's yeah. uh, just a little rant about him. Um, I'm curious how you feel about Ronald Jones. Like I said, I've been watching some like Tampa Bay film, and I've really come to like him a lot. I'm curious if you think he might have like a breakout or any, anything this year. Uh. I, I don't I'm not a fan of Ronald Jones because um, Peyton Barber it just he's on the Redskins now mm-hmm. and you you can look at the yardage difference from this past year but the attempts out of both I mean he could barely fight off like really getting the the clear cut rushing attempts for that system and I think if he has trouble with Peyton Barber for me that's like a big red flag. And the year before, I think it was Jones' rookie year, unless I'm mm-hmm. mixing things yeah. up. Yeah, but he was behind Barber uh, in terms of, like, getting touches, which is fine. He was a rookie. But mm-hmm. this past year, I think the fact that they were, like, very close in attempts, even, you know, forget – I mean, the yardage was good, you know, better for uh, Rojo than it was for Barber. But, man, if you, if you have trouble fighting off Peyton Barber, I just – I just I, – I don't see it. And I think – I think uh, – I don't think Arians is a huge – Ronald Jones fan, in my opinion, and I, you know, I know a lot of people are overly high in Vaughn, but I, I think, I think this year it's going to be a, the same sort of thing where you have two guys doing things, um, and I don't, I just, I just can't see him breaking out because I don't think he gets like the clear cut job. So, do you think Keyshawn Vaughn's a better running back? He'll get more attempts. He's the rookie think, they drafted, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know about the running game. I think Vaughn is going to be very serviceable in the pass catching game. So if it's the case where maybe, maybe Jones is getting the, the touches on the run and then Vaughn is um, getting the pass catching, uh, then maybe Vaughn's more of the, the, the asset to have. Maybe, maybe they run, I mean, it's not the same system as the Patriots, but maybe it's mm-hmm. the, the, the Tom Brady's coming in saying, Hey, this is my Sony Michelle and it's going to be Ronald Jones and my James White's going to be Keyshawn Vaughn. So I, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I I'm not high at all on, on uh, Jones, just in all honesty. Yeah, um, just my my arguments really stem from uh, just like you know I, we all know Jameis threw thirty for thirty and stuff like yeah, that. I think yeah. the offense is going to transform radically into a more conservative offense with a really good defense because I think they had a good defense last year. Their secondary is is monumentally underrated and young. None of those guys are like above twenty four years old. And guys, oh, there's something playing on my computer. I was like, where the fuck's that uh-huh. noise coming from? All right, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. So I mean, oh, there's yeah, I mean, there's guys like like. Carlton Davis, James Dean, Sean Mun- uh, Murphy Bunting. They drafted Anton Winfield, who I think is the best safety in in, in the, oh, yeah. the draft class. Yep, yep, um, they've, they've got some some really good players. I mean, on the defensive line, it's it's Sue, Vita Vey, and, and William Golston, you know, with, with Pierre Paul and, and Shaq Barrett on the outside, you know, edge guys or whatever they're playing there. I think they have such a good defense. And really, uh, Jameis, like, wore them back or, or took them down a lot of pegs defensively because of the turnovers. Um, You know, the pick six is having to play, you know, with their – 
with just like you know a team really being able to run into them a lot and and having to catch up and all that stuff. I think the offense is going to be dramatically changed with Tom Brady with a good defense, and I think that lends itself more to the running back game. And I think watching uh, Jones, this is his third year. I'm I'm hopeful for him to break out. I think he was a good running back. Um, he seems to be semi-involved the passing game, which is good because I didn't think he was his rookie year. But you're right, yeah. Vaughn will definitely take that away. I get that. Um, I just think that we'll see, you know, a lot less targets from the quarterback to guys like Mike Evans and Godwin. And I don't even think Gronkowski's, you know, going to be that good, but we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think the offense is going to be a lot different. They've got a really good offensive line. Tristan Wirfs is going to really, I mean, improve what was already a good line last year. So he was a massive steal for them too. That, yeah, that definitely. Might have been one of the smartest yeah. things to, to give Tom Brady like a couple more oh, yeah. years on his NFL life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I just think the I think the the team is going to be a lot different than it was last year. I think it's going to be a good team. So uh, that that's where my Ronald Jones stuff comes in. I, I stand him. He's my, he's my boy. But I mean right. that's yeah. that's fine. If if you don't think the talent's there and you think he's going to share, then that's 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 a fair argument for sure. Sure. Um. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm a big DK Metcalf fan too. I think he's going to take another huge jump this year. How do you feel about that? I, I also am a big uh, Metcalf fan, and awesome. I, I think he stepped in, and yeah, I mean, he he's he just, his, the, the whole, you know, little, the, just just seeing the picture of him, like, before Combine, of him, like, flexing in the gym, and then seeing him, like, in tears, you know, when he finally got drafted, and asked, you know, Pete Carroll, why'd he wait so long, and then actually see him become, like, a stud for the Seahawks, I know Lockett's, like, super effective, uh, the only thing DK's got to do is, is uh, you know, I'm not sure if it was, you know, uncatchable balls or what the case was, but I think he had a lot of drops this first year. But, um, I, I yeah, I'm a fan of uh, of DK taking the next step. I, I agree. Perfect. Yeah. All I have to do is not run three cones, and then he's perfect, right? It's fine. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So the last question I had was, um, are there any late round sleepers that you're really into? And I know this, like, you know, I, I just looked at like CBS to see what were like later round guys. Um, but like, you know, any website you base that off of, or any guys you base off of is, you know, entirely within your own. Yeah, it's it's tough okay. to look this kind of year, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, guys that wrote down, I don't, I really don't know how late they're going. I just know that they're not going early. Uh, yeah. So I think they're going late. I'll, I'll just talk about two guys that I wrote down. Um, one guy, uh, and I may, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, as far as him going late, but uh, Russell Gage is a guy that I like a lot. Um, as far as a a, a late round pick, um, especially in dynasty. Uh, they, they use three wide receivers a lot. I mean, Sanu, when he was on the team, had, had some good games for them, uh, with the Falcons and, uh, I'm looking at gauge weeks, 12 through 17, the, the catches, it was eight, five, it couldn't be reverse order. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Eight, five, two, five, five, seven week eight had seven catches. So the targets and the volume was definitely there. Um, I'm not sure if it was due to some injuries that were going on or what the case is, but. I think with Julio aging and not, I mean, I think Julio is going to be an absolute monster next year. But I think with uh, with him eventually, you know, getting into the the, the mid thirty range, you know, over the next couple seasons, um, will we be looking at the uh, Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage wide receiver, you know, combination? Um, I'm not sure, but I think uh, Gage is a good guy to have um, as a sleeper for somebody who's going to surprise you with some weeks. Maybe not win you weeks or anything like that, but yeah, that's one of the guys I, I wrote down. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, looking at the target share, it seems like, or at least the target's just like as a raw number, it seems to be pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. Um, especially, yeah, as you're right, as, as the season goes on, he seems to be more involved, which is good. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. I didn't, I didn't look too much into him to be fair. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, go ahead. Um, what do you think next? The, the other guy, 
other guy wrote down, uh, and maybe I'm just looking at all the rookie stuff too much um, <laughs> because it's, you know, recent, you know, bias of recency. But uh, AGG, Antonio Gandy Golden, I, I wrote down. Um, the guy's just a big physical pass catcher, uh, 6'4", 223, very strong, uh, had 20 touchdowns at Liberty, which you can argue their, you know, quality of competition, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. uh, over the past two seasons. But I mean, Sims Jr. for the Redskins came in and he did some good things over the last few weeks of the season. Uh, but I don't, I don't count out Antonio Gandy Golden stepping in and really fighting for that wide receiver two spot behind McLaurin. Um, other guys might argue it's definitely going to be Sims Jr. But uh, I wouldn't count out AGG, and he was a guy that I um, was looking up and uh, seeing videos of before the draft and, and, you know, read up some, some combine stuff on him. But uh, yeah, I think you can get him uh, a lot later than most guys. And mm-hmm. he might turn out to be their wide receiver too on a team. That's probably going to be chasing a lot of games and, and have to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's probably fair. I, I would think that there's definitely competition behind McLaurin and what I hope is a better offense with Dwayne Haskins, who yeah. I honestly going into the draft had as my number one QB. So, well, uh, uh, right. like the, the number, like that draft, uh, what was that? Yeah. Tw- was a, yeah. a year, he was a rookie last year. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I think I think that that's a good place to look at for sure. There are so many good wide receivers that were rookies this year. I think yeah. many of them will have impacts week to week, if not the entire year. Sure, um, yeah. I'm curious how you feel about, uh, like Michael Hardman and Nikhil Harry, you know, guys who are rookies last year who were drafted pretty highly, expect to take on big roles and kind of disappointed. I'm curious yeah. if you think they're like late round sleepers. I, I consider them late round sleepers, but I don't know how late they were going. You know? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Sure either. I actually, when we uh, one of the leagues I'm in, um, Dynasty, uh, it's the Dynasty League. We don't have that deep of rosters. Uh, another league, which is weird, has like two deep of rosters, so it's like a weird balance. <laughs> but uh, somebody actually dropped Michael Hardman. And I thought that was a major dynasty error because I think his mm. dynasty value is very good. Um, I know Watt, uh, Sammy Watkins is coming back, and if you really think about the target volume, who's getting it? It's going to be it's going to be Kelsey. It's going to be Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I could see him beating out Watt, uh, Watkins and being that wide receiver three uh, or not wide receiver three target option three on a team that is a very high flying uh, offense. And you read is going to let Patrick Mahomes throw the ball um, a lot, even, you know, if they do have a lead. I'm a big fan of Miko Hardman, uh, mm-hmm. maybe more so in Dynasty. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's he, he's having some big weeks um, for him. Uh, and then on the flip, and then I'll, I'll let you, you talk about both guys. On the mm-hmm. flip, Nikhil Harry might be more of a option right now because he could easily step in and, and – contest Edelman for the target share I mean I guess we'll see he was a good prospect uh, out of college um I think they took him pretty high I think I could be wrong about that but uh um yeah a lot of people were high on Nikhil Harry uh before the draft and they thought he was going to be like a stud for them um in, in the wide wide receivers for the Patriots are uh, pretty thin um so mm-hmm. I think he might have the clearer path to target volume Nikhil Harry but I think long-term Miko Hardman might, because of the Patrick Mahomes factor, have a little, maybe a little bit more of a bump in dynasty value. But both young guys and and both guys uh, that uh, have an opportunity to play right away. The only other factor you got to think of that we touched on earlier is what kind of quarterback is Stidham going to be. Um, yeah, you know, and and you got to look at one guy has Mahomes and one guy has a, a question mark. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm. 
I I do feel like people are forgetting about you know rookies who are really high on. I feel like the overall if I could just generally talk about the fantasy community. I feel like we're way too reactionary. And guys who had bad years last year, they'll never be good again. Like we're really high on these guys as rookies, and then they had yeah. one bad year as a rookie, and then now we're forgetting about them. Especially with Hardman, it feels really suspect. So he's a guy yeah. I'm definitely looking more into than Nikhil, just because of the situation. But I didn't think Harry was that bad coming out of college. I still think he could be a really good wide receiver. He's no longer a rookie. He's been in the system longer. Um, Belichick, I think, is a wizard, so I think he'll get him oh, involved. Yeah, so I, I, um, yeah, I, I think people are forgetting too much about these guys, and I'm gonna be very interested in drafting them for sure, even even over some rookies, I think. So, cool. yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't uh, fault you on that. So. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um. All right. So that's all the questions I had. I wonder if you want to talk about anything else, or if there's, um, anything else before you want to plug your stuff again, and then we're good. No, I think we're good, and I think we. Uh, cool. When you sent me this this uh this list of uh topics, um. I was really excited to talk about these things. I think all the, the, the things we hit on today were, were interesting to look into and fun to talk about. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. All right, yeah, you want to plug your stuff again? Yeah, uh, again, um, Nick from P2W Fantasy. I uh, can shout out my Twitter handle. It's just, it, it's, it's exactly that. It's uh, just at P2W Fantasy. Uh, we, um, again, myself and another guy, mostly myself doing things, but uh, do a lot of articles, bring in other pages or, or just myself, do polls, uh, some videos here and there. But uh, yeah, we got the website going as well. So if you guys do not uh, follow me on Twitter, uh, definitely give me a follow. I don't think you'll be um, disappointed with that. But uh, thank you again very much for having me on. And this was uh, this was a lot of fun. Definitely would do it again. Yeah, for sure. I had a good time. Yeah, you've got a, a pretty good um, level head about all this stuff, which is hard to find sometimes. So I, I agree. I would love to have another conversation you, about this. You. you seem very informed, which is good. You know, sometimes people at this at this stage in the offseason can forget about a lot of stuff and uh, not be as, you know, quick to talk about stuff. And it's good that we're able to do that, I think. So I think this was a good time. So thanks for coming on, man. All right. No problem. Thanks. Have a good one. That's it for this episode of the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow Jesse on Twitter at E-S-S-E-J-T-H-E-S-L.